This may be one of the most important episodes that I will ever produce. This is going to be a longer episode, so grab your favorite beverage and put on your comfy clothes and maybe even your headphones and sit back and relax. I've always been a believer that for the most part, that things happen in our lives, not by accident or coincidence, as I don't believe in coincidences, but by design. And what I mean by that is that we as humans are controlled first by our own thoughts and desires, or our ego, if you will, and then our reactions or non-reactions to those thoughts and egocentric personal desires. But beyond that, what about the design of those who control society from behind the curtain? Those individuals we have never met and may never meet who have the power to control societies through mass media propaganda, disinformation, false flag events, and ulterior motives to enslave populations through such forms as legislations, laws, food production and distribution, or lack thereof, our water resources, and even our freedoms to move without encumbrance. I'm talking about a very small entity of people who have a narcissistic God complex, who feel it's their right to control the masses and the direction that humanity will have to abide by if you want to live on this earth. After these past two years of the constant fear porn with the death tolls of an illness that has a 99.x survival rate and being restricted from our livelihoods and our lives, for that matter, people turning on each other if they don't follow the science and wear the face diapers, that has been proven time and again by science that they do absolutely nothing to protect one from said illness or any illness for that matter, but has now been proven to harm people from breathing in the tiny fibers from said masks and our own expelled toxins from our bodies. There's been a constant barrage of, if you don't take the experimental concoction, you want to kill my grandma. Really? Are humans so gullible to believe everything that is reported without doing their own research? I say yes. Have we become so weak-minded that we actually believe the powers that be have our best interest in mind? Are we in fact experiencing a dark night of the soul on a massive scale and in unison hey dark side crew welcome back to the dark side of the human condition i am your host freya and if you're new here we're glad that you found us and welcome here on the dark side we dive deep into the abyss in each episode and it's my hope that here you'll find some answers to many questions relating to that shadow side of our lives, what it is, how do we learn to incorporate it in our lives on a level that we can not only understand it, acknowledge it, 
and even use these experiences in constructive ways to enhance our lives going forward. As always, it is recommended to use the information found in these episodes as a starting point for conducting your own research. And please do your due diligence before making any significant life-altering decisions. Remember, this material is not meant for everyone. So if you're not a critical thinker or you're easily triggered when someone speaks of things you don't agree with, now is the time to go find your tribe elsewhere. For our like-minded peeps, I invite you to find your crew at our home on tdsothc.com or wherever you get your podcast fix on because we are everywhere. And as always, for more info on sponsorship and possibly to be a guest on future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. So visit our site and drop us an email. And if you find our content relevant, tap that subscribe button so you'll always know when a new episode is uploaded. Let's explore together and find some of the elusive answers to some of our many dark human conditions and concerns. So with that, let's dive in. So for the past couple of years, things have become extremely uncertain, unbelievable, and yes, even scary at times, that's true. Many people have found themselves in a state of confusion, panic, and major depressions as their lives that they'd come to know as their reality have begun to unravel. And they haven't a clue how to get back to that normal state of being. Was there ever real normal? I don't know. Then there are those who haven't a clue as to what the hell's really going on and coming down the pike. And they believe that we made it through to the other side and that everything is fine now. But is it? In a time of such chaos and confusion, we ask over and over, what the hell is going on? Is it just me? Or has the whole world gone stark raving mad? I believe, as I've stated prior, that the world is going through a global pandemic, which is a war of the mind and the body of humanity, a mass psychosis, a dark night of the soul. The term dark night was made popular in the 16th century by St. John of the Cross, a Spanish monk in one of his poems, Noche Oscura, which means dark night in Spanish. The poem describes his spiritual journey and the hardships that he faced in his union with God. I highly recommend you read it for deeper introspect of the term. So how might we recognize some possible signs that we may be experiencing a dark night of the soul episode. Well, experts believe that you may be feeling lost, unsure where you should be going or what you should be doing at your life, you know, at this moment. Your relationships may be falling apart. Your career may be crashing for numerous reasons. And you just don't seem to give a damn about anything anymore. During this period, you may feel empty, depressed, lost, even lonely, as everything seems meaningless, a shell of your former 
itself. You might experience unexpected crying jags for no apparent reason, as well as sudden anxiety and panic attacks. You may also find yourself reliving past memories and childhood events seem to be surfacing on a regular basis. There's no meaning to life and nothing makes sense anymore is what it really bottoms out at. You simply don't know who you are or what you want from this life. Unfortunately, some people have fallen so deep that they've chosen to opt out and have committed to the ultimate tragic decision as they just couldn't bear the new way of existing that has been thrust upon us from those few in power. It's as if we've been in the eye of the storm and we're seeking for a glimpse of the dawn, a new day, a way through the nightmare as unscathed as possible. What does this mean, you ask? Well, we're going to break it down for you today with a very special guest who can help us shed some light on this subject and, of course, some possible remedies to our current situation. Our special guest today is Miss Sarah Halberg. She's a holistic life coach who works with people ready to uncover and deepen their soul's mission. Sarah's natural interest is human behavior and a quest to ease her own suffering led her to learn mindfulness, NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, CBT, cognitive behavior therapy, as well as somatic, energetic, and spiritual modalities and principles. The more she learned and implemented in her life, the more her life transformed with a newfound thirst for life. The last two years, it's become more evident for Sarah that what's what we're being presented with is the opportunity to take stock in all areas of our lives where we're out of alignment with our soul. Those who are heeding the call are who Sarah works with to break the cycle of self-censorship self-sabotage, and to stop waiting for a hero to come and save us, and step into who we truly are, what we're here to create and embody in our soul. Sarah believes that the future of humanity and the new earth relies on all of us to become who we're meant to be. Welcome, Sarah, to our little corner of the universe. I'm excited to be sharing the mic with you today to examine a topic that I find extremely fascinating, the dark night of the soul. But first, tell us a little about you and where what you're working on in this stage of your journey. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited to be here and have this conversation with you. And where I'm at right now and in my journey and what I'm working on uh, yeah, I really, I, I have a coaching business mm-hmm. that I'm really kind of, because uh, it's also parallel to my own journey and my own growth. And that's really what I love about about coaching is more to become 
a vessel, if you will, about wherever, whatever I'm going through mm-hmm. to turn around and be able to help people just a few steps behind. And that behind doesn't mean that worse and better or ahead or not. It's just that whatever chapter I have just embarked on and sort of got some insights is what I then can kind of turn around and, and offer maybe what that has, um, what that brought me. And that could be, you know, anywhere from a couple of weeks or something that I work on to like a few years where that finally something shifts and we provide or able to see a different perspective that we then can provide to others that are might be mm-hmm. working. And how, how did you get thing. on this? Um, how did you get on this particular journey that you're working with people right now coaching? Well, that's a really good question. And I think it does <laughs> tie into a bit of what we're going to talk to today about like this dark night of the soul awesome um yeah so i think that that's really i don't know if you want to just dive in right there right now well it sounds amazing and as we go yeah definitely we'll bring up more more information on it and um i've heard that the dark night of the soul is kind of like a death but i believe what it actually is dying is our ego so I call it the DNS. So if I say DNS, that's what we're talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. How can our audience relate to it? uh, What we've been living through these past several years? Like, I feel like more people are not aware that that's exactly what they've been going through. Because for years, we've been living through ego, like, I want to buy this, I want this new car, I want this big house. Mm -hmm. But yet in the last couple years, with everything that we've been going through, all of that is crumbling. People are losing mm-hmm. their homes, losing their jobs, losing everything. Like everyone's going through it all at once. And it's been really scary. But I feel mm-hmm. like most people don't really realize that this is their dark moment. So mm-hmm. how, how can people relate to it that aren't even familiar with what we've been going through? Yeah, I think that that's just it because usually the way, yeah, I see the dark night of the soul, it's more or less life showing you where you are not being true to yourself, where you're not yeah, um, I, I aligned, would agree. aligned with, with your soul, right? Where, mm-hmm. where we've just been so conditioned, and this goes back to our childhood, you know, to where we really start the, this betrayal of the self. Conditioning. Because... Yeah. Yeah, and conditioning and this betrayal. So what happens, say there is a there is a, a situation in, in our home and this is also something that I think a lot of people have a hard time embracing. A lot of people say, Well, mm-hmm. I had a really good childhood and I'm like, sure you did. But <laughs> there's gonna be moments where where we had to sacrifice our needs to have our needs mm-hmm. met within within whether it be school or the home. Especially those who were, especially those who were raised spoiled, and maybe they were an only child, and the world was at their feet, and now the world's at no one's feet except for the elite of the elite, which I hate to call them elite because Mm -hmm. there's nothing elite about them. But those people are still fine. It's the ones who Mm -hmm. were given everything, but now as they're grown, they're grown up and having to fend for themselves and maybe still have it pretty good. But this Mm -hmm. last couple of years, maybe they've reevaluated, hey, the world doesn't owe me a living. And now here we are. So, yeah, exactly. That's just it. There's no there. That's 
a really good point because there's no thing as like the well ideally there's an ideal childhood you know where we're, mm-hmm. we're but in reality that's not the case because it could be really be the fact it could be as small and that's you know there's big t traumas which is really what we think about having a traumatic upbringing right where there's mm-hmm. some sort of severe uh, abuse or neglect like emotional or physical right um sexual all, all that kind of stuff but there's the little t traumas where it could really be you know someone saying you know hey mom look at this beautiful drawing i did and they say i don't have time right you know at that at that in that moment that little part of you is that you know feels insignificant doesn't feel heard doesn't feel seen your needs are met or on the other side that you bring up there can be this over kind of uh, oh my goodness you are the most brilliant child and all right. you are going to you know th- where there is really um I'm and, guilty and, I'm guilty of doing that yeah, with my children yeah. I think we're all guilty to a certain level if if you you know really love your kids and you want to see them succeed and you want the world mm-hmm. to actually be their oyster if you will for lack of a better way of saying it but then as they get older and they feel like betrayed you know like mom you lied to me like the world isn't bowing down to all of my needs on a daily basis so yeah yeah and and here's the question I too have too as far as are we born with the ego and is our journey to tear down the ego as we become more connected through years of engaging and finding ourselves in where we might fit in this world. And some of us never find where we fit. Mm-hmm. And because if you think about a baby, like they cry, you give them the bottle. So they are learning that if I do these things, then I get what I need. So, mm-hmm. but yet a baby has no consciousness of what that really is they just are instinctive that if I scream you know I get my bottle or I get my hugs or whatever so Mm -hmm. it's so confusing to me that we are born with it before we even know what it is and then as we grow we start to understand what it is and we start to use that on the world and then at some Mm -hmm. point the world is not responding back and you're thinking wait a minute all I had to do before was scream and get what I want. And now that's not working anymore. So that is a pivotal moment, I think, mm-hmm. in our lives where we realize we're not alone. Everyone has needs. It's just who's going to get theirs met at what time. So, Yeah, and I think a lot of that, the way yeah, I see it is that, that really that dark night of the soul moment, if mm-hmm. you will, or, mm-hmm. or moments, compounded moments. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's yeah, it's really where where we start to take back that piece of that responsibility, right? Where we mm-hmm. have put it, we we put that blame on you know our spouse and our children and our employer and the economy and our neighbor that you know until we have to look at that mirror, the universal mm-hmm. mirror, exactly. right? Exactly, exactly, and it, and it's just and it's typically not that I'd say the first. Part I see the first. That's more the the, the consequence. I say the, the first part is really just this tearing down of everything that we saw, how we saw ourselves in the world, how we right. saw the world around us, and there's kind of a a way where that starts. So here, you know, what's currently going on? I think a big, big, big 
catalyst for the dark night of the soul to kind of come on for people has maybe been people that have really trusted um, the pharmaceutical industry, right? Correct. Like they're Correct. You know, why, you know, they, the medical industry is there to protect us, to keep us healthy, to care for us kind mm-hmm. of thing. And, you know, now there's probably a lot of people that are just, starting to see and you know i think they even started two years ago with this weird you know it's very odd behavior and a lot of people were like hey this doesn't really add up and now i think you know we're gonna get the second wave the people that have really kind of told the line because you know why would the government lie to us why would the pharmaceutical people not be you know having our best interest at heart that kind of thing and they're gonna there's something in their external environment that if they didn't see it for the past two years and now might see it by because they know, you know, they see firsthand. Their, Number their, four. Their cousin. Their, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Number four. Number I'm just yeah, like, wait, right? what? Number four? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I well, there, have had know, a distrust for years kind of, because I've seen yeah. what they've done to family members of mine. And um, mm-hmm. My family members, I won't say who it is, but uh, loved very much and brokenhearted when I watched mm-hmm. the system kill them. And yeah. I tried to open their eyes as to what was going on. But of course, it's you don't know what you're talking about. You're not in the medical system. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, and there was nothing I could do to stop it. And then yeah. I, w- I was left with like, the worst broken heart ever and so that has just pushed my journey even more that was my darkest night i've had a couple of Mm. them but this particular person in my life when they passed so young and there was nothing i could do about it i literally crashed and burned and didn't Mm -hmm. give a damn about anything anymore ever again and that's probably why I'm here doing what I'm doing now, much like you doing what you're doing. My, my thought was, I, I, I have a voice and I have all of these thoughts and knowledge that was just in me and it was exploding. It was trying to get out saying, let me out, let, mm-hmm. me, let me tell the world. But I find a lot of the world really doesn't care you know, what we have to say or what, you know, what we're doing. I find that most of them don't care because, again, it's that ego thing. Am I bringing it out through my ego? Do Mm -hmm. I feel like what I have to say is so important that my ego has taken over and taken me on this journey? Maybe, but not really. Not really. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a way of saying I was here. And this is what I experienced on this particular journey. Whether or not we have multiple lives, I don't really know. I'd like to think so. But mm-hmm. I was here. And and this is mm-hmm. my story. And I want to share my story with like-minded, you know, those who understand and who get it. So that mm-hmm. was my dark night. And so I think that is what has brought me here to doing the podcast. So... Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. And I think that, that you hit on a this crash and burn really stood out mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm. You know, this crash and burn kind of moment because that is the initiation, right? Like the initiation right? to, because to, crash and burn is typically, it, it, it's something, 
external to you that you're you're, you're or something that you're facing within yourself that mm-hmm. you come to a certain breaking point where like this pattern can't continue this behavior can't continue this i can't keep going that way and we get to a point where and more so that can be that internal where it's like me right or external there's something happening external to us and then we have that choice point some people don't see it as the dark night of the soul and they just become jaded they become jaded they become extra uh, you know double down on the fact that they have to just kind of only fend for themselves and the world's shit and everybody it's everybody's fault even more <laughs> than mm-hmm. it was before right but then so that's one side and the other side is this this deeper inner being of us that wants to make itself known and heard yes. and connected with and to have that part guide us more and typically that does come with some sort of isolation period where we where we really we have to disconnect from um you know our our social circles our work mm-hmm, our mm-hmm. you know what whatever some people you know you still have to go to work right mm-hmm. so but then you take the time in the evenings and weekends or or there's just this this isolation or like the hermit in in tarot right like this this yes. inward kind of um part of the journey that we need to go on because this is where we really stop and reflect and be like okay what's me and what's conditioned mm-hmm. what when you know what how i experience this well i feel like the where past, does that stem from right yeah and the past two years especially you know when this episode all started um i think it gave people a, a chance to be with themselves Mm-hmm. And it was scary. And yeah. I went through it more or less on my own since I live alone, which was fine. I didn't have to be bothered with anyone. I was alone with my thoughts. And this is kind of when I started doing what I'm doing. But then there's those who have family or significant mm-hmm. other that they lived with. And now I hear the divorce rate and the breakup rate is just off the charts because mm-hmm. I feel those people had to really face themselves, face their mm-hmm. demons. Um, the person that they were with, maybe they said, mm-hmm. oh, I love you. And maybe they got married or moved in or whatever. And then boom, everything happened. And then they realized after a month or two in lockdown, they're like, I don't think I like this person. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then it get to a point where I don't think I like myself. Like, oh, God, you know, I'm trapped, you know. So I feel mm-hmm. I feel like this has been, I guess you could look at it as there's benefits to everything. And this yeah. one, yeah, it had some bad things. But I think that a lot of people had to be forced to get in touch with themselves and with their relationships around them, be it in their own home or family or friends. And the isolation, you can yeah. come out of the isolation a better person, hopefully, or you come out of it and say, I'm not doing that anymore. You know, none of that made any sense. And this is the direction I feel I need to go going forward. So mm-hmm. who I feel the worst for, though, is the children. Yeah. I, I feel like the children who got caught in that situation 
had no idea what life was even about to begin with. And now they were stuck in a home, say maybe with abusive parents or all kinds of craziness and they have no mm-hmm. control. And then they were locked out of schools and they were on the computers and that's never going to really be the same, especially when they're just learning. They need that social interaction with mm-hmm. other children. I feel like they need to see faces. Like when I go somewhere and I'm kind of forced to have it on for a moment, say if it's in a store or whatever, and you're looking at these little babies and they're looking at you, toddlers, like, how come I only mm-hmm. see half of a face, <laughs> you know? But at home, they might see their parents' whole face, and then they're out in the world, and they only get to see half a face. And I personally have boycotted places that make you, that demand that you wear it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like if we all just live our lives and not pay attention to what's trying to be demanded, then we just go about our life. But then you got other people who are like, nope, you must comply. You must do Mm -hmm. what the elders tell us, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's frustrating because you want to help them. But in your own way, you're like, no, that's not my journey. Yeah. And then where do you find, where do you cut that line? Where do you find Mm -hmm. that you have to pull back and say, that is not your journey to tell someone else how they should feel or what they should or shouldn't be doing? Like, where do you draw the line Mm -hmm. on that? That's a really good question. And I do feel like that is, a paramount part of the dark night of the soul because as you go through this you know this you know after the isolation what then emerges is more this true authentic self and your conscious self right. and your higher you know a more of a connection with your higher self and a higher perspective on how this world works mm-hmm. and this higher perspective on this how this world works I think is really 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 key because without it these last two years, you'd be, you'd be ragdolling. You'd be, you know, all over the place. And it, right. I get so caught <laughs> right. in it. It's not like I'm above it all the time. But I know I know what I want myself to pull back to. And mm-hmm. that is, yeah, that is the knowing that we all come here the way I see it. We come here as these spiritual beings to have a human experience, to have certain journeys, certain lessons, mm-hmm. certain, some things that we're going to go through. And I cannot control what that is for anybody else. But my job in my my journey and on the other side of this dark night of the soul where I can see what's conditioning, what's programming, what's a, a, a limiting belief or a trauma response to something. Because especially if you have a right. really visceral reaction to something, it, it's your, your nervous system kicking in, putting you in a fight flight or even a freeze or a fawn respond. Right, so you're just reacting. external threat. Yes. Right? So, mm-hmm. And that, that can be a shutdown response, too. It doesn't have to be an That's true. aggressive response, right? You can be shut down, which is more the freeze, and the fawn is the people-pleasing. That's when we just swallow, we just agree, we just become small. Go along to get along. Right? <laughs> yeah. So those, you know, it's just, it's, you, but you just come aware. It doesn't mean they just stop happening. It's just more you become mm-hmm. aware and be like, wow, that was a powerful freeze response. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, yep. so, and then you can work through it and eventually you release and eventually you'll be in a situation that would have triggered you in the past that doesn't anymore. And that's when you know you've done enough of the work 
that you're having now a different experience mm-hmm. and you're no longer then an energetic match to that because every time that comes into your reality yes it's the energy it, right it's for you it's coming up to show where you are resonating with that and that's typically on the polar opposite side but it's it's coming up to reveal what's in you that's ready to be released and if we can approach it like that's advice you know if i get very triggered by someone who you know standing on their soapbox you know, oh, there's and, been a lot I of that. Really, yeah. I, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm like, oh my, I don't even like social media anymore. I'm sick of it. It's just become a battleground yeah. where it yeah. used to be light and fun and happy and stupid joke memes and whatever. Just something to waste five minutes, right? But mm-hmm. now, every time you're on it, you're just like, you, you come off there feeling like, oh, just close this account. I'm just done with it because I personally have tried at least over the past year to eliminate negativity. I used to post, I used to go along with everyone else, post everything that came out that I felt people need to know. And I'm like, but people don't care. They've come out and said, I don't care. I don't want to see your political post. I don't care uh, Mm -hmm. what's going on. And my side is right and you don't know what you're talking about it was just all this negative negative so now it's just like i don't even care i might go on and catch up on some real news um and Mm -hmm. push propaganda to the side because i'm aware and awake and i get it so i can Mm -hmm. decipher where i find most people cannot decipher and so they're falling into it right they're like oh my god (laughs) yeah this discernment this is this is what is exactly this too that's the word huge lesson in discernment and that is really the initiation to an authentic life to the spiritual life to you know what is conditioning you know what is propaganda what is all this stuff right and versus what is true because true truth is really one of these tricky things you know that that you know in some ways we've been conditioned to be like there's there's you know your truth my truth there's no thing as like an, a real truth. an absolute with truth yeah but, but there is, is but there really is exactly there yeah because it, 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 it's both right yeah it's both you it's know, what you think is true truth. may not be true but yet there is an yeah. absolute truth that whether or not we choose to acknowledge it and agree with mm-hmm. it it's still the truth yeah, exactly. And, and, the, and it's going to be harder for us. The denser we are, the more we're, the, the, the harder, the, the less we can discern, yes. the harder it will be for us to decipher what is actually true because we're too triggered. We're too conditioned to believe in narratives and can't really peel it apart. So that is really when you... It's that ego. The ego but, does not want to be wrong. Yeah nor challenged you know the ego does not want to accept a challenge it's not yeah it's not what it's trying to do and i feel personally that i used to live only through ego a long time ago Mm -hmm. when i was younger and hotter and whatever it was all (laughs) about ego and now as i'm older i'm thinking none of that really mattered because even a hundred years from now no one will really know our names if we don't do something you know exorbitantly noteworthy let's say yeah we didn't write the masterpiece or something but Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter but what i was saying before was i'm here i was here whether or not it mattered to many or any 
I was yeah. here for a reason. I may not know yeah. today what that reason is. I may never know what my reason was for being here, but there is a conversation I had with my dad that it reminded me of is that we have such a minuscule beyond minuscule chance of ever existing in this earth. It took the right parent, the right moment, the mm -hmm. right time, and the right other parent to come together at that exact moment for our mm -hmm. conception. And it had mm -hmm. they missed that moment, it would have been a different egg and, you know, different sperm mm -hmm, and whatever. Yeah. So we have such a minute chance of actually being here that I feel that if you are here, you truly are here for some reason, whether or not it's a person who's, I don't know, living on the street and they're homeless and they feel like they have nothing to offer the world, but they do have something to offer the world. We just have to stop and take notice of why mm. their situation is the way it is. Why are they living on the street? What could we possibly do to help that person help themselves? So Yeah, well, and I think that's just it. Exactly. It's, it's, it's this, and that kind of ties back to this whole, you know, do we let people just sleep? It's this idea, this balance, right, of realizing that people have their own contracts, their own, yes. they're the ultimate authority on their life. So, you know, that, that, that combines them with the earthly decisions that you make and whatever mm -hmm. soul journey you kind of contracted to before you came here to experience. That's my belief. Um, and also not to undermine our ability to plant seeds, to speak mm -hmm. truth, mm -hmm. to, to mm -hmm. shine light on bullshit. Yes. on untruth on corruption on propaganda but do it from i think where we do get caught so for example if it's a homeless man living on the street or if it's um you know more this kind of um shining light on the pandemic kind of stuff right it's it's this idea that if i approach that homeless person or an argument on online or not even argument but trying to voice my opinion mm -hmm. my view my mm -hmm. my from a perspective that that i need to get that person off the street or i need to convert this person now you're in a loose like you are now you're ego based actually coming exactly you're not coming yeah. from a place of of um sheer self-expression speaking from your soul you have an agenda and your agenda is altruism was that the word you were looking for altruism <laughs> yes that's the one exactly right so and it doesn't matter if that's the person because if that person's homeless on the street like you say if they're not ready to face their what brought them there right they're not they're going to just repeat that cycle if i just pull them out of the street but if that time is right that that person's ready and someone shows up in their life at the right time right that combination can be hugely transformative so it's not to undermine that we don't have the the um, the power to impact other people's lives but it can't be our motive sure our motive sure. has to be to live our highest and our highest is to be and part of our highest is to be fully self-expressed Correct. And that's why this censorism, the censorship yeah, lately, like ego. it's out of control. Let's control yeah. what everybody's saying, doing, and it's going to come down to thought police and, mm -hmm. oh, you thought yeah. the wrong thing. I saw something on, what was it? Something online the other day um, 
where this person was thinking against the narrative and they were mm. going to be arrested. It was a parody, but I was like, yeah. okay, so they're programming me. <laughs> it's coming down the road. You're not going to be well, allowed yeah. to think anything you want, do anything you want. Mm. Like I have done research for a long time. I've, I had a very awakened father and my mom, she was the one that said, life is fine. I don't know what you're all worried about. It's good. But my dad was mm. like, no, these are the things that are coming. You know, so he woke mm-hmm. me up a long, long time ago, and then he passed in 2010, and now I have so many questions because here it is, everything you talked about, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, God, where are you, Dad? You know, yeah. so I just take those lessons and try to use them first for myself, and if yeah. they seep out into the universe and affect someone else in a, in a positive way, that's great, and if it never reaches someone else, and it's it just stays here okay then that's what it was supposed to be so but also i don't even think that's possible i don't think that that that's because we are yeah because we are interconnected you know in in ways so i you know whether you go more like jungian like you know psychology based on this collective unconscious or if you go more yeah i'm fascinated by that you know that there's all this connected um, you know, consciousness, right? Like consciousness can't just be separated. Like you are like the drop in the ocean kind of uh, yes. methodology. Is that the word? Yeah. Yes. Uh, but this idea, right, that like you doing your work can't be done in isolation. Your, your, the work you're doing is directly shifting the collective and the collective, what's being demonstrated in the collective, what shows up in the collective is a reflection of our all our individual states and vice versa. That's because when when you kind of embrace that as a reality and that as a truth, mm-hmm. that there is no then this whole idea that like I need to go and impact people in a big way. I got to build an empire. La, la, Ego. Then you realize <laughs> exactly. Then you realize that that is just a way for you to feel significant. But when it's more this realization that that whatever work I do, it's like putting it out in the pool and out and forth. And it's actually, there's a really cool It's like that little kid that pees in the pool. Eventually it's going <laughs> to be yeah. around everybody, right? Whether you right. want it to, you could stay in that corner of the pool, but it's coming your way. Yeah, exactly. There is no isolation. There's also then this, this, and when we look at it the other way, that what's happening in the external is just a reflection of our own mm-hmm. uh, unconscious and our own unwillingness to look at ourselves that then then becomes projected that we that we pick it out it in other people well recently right? the ones that aren't following the ones that aren't doing and, it. and you know, what you're like, saying is valid because recently i was brought back to that frame of thought when i was discussing this past two years with someone very close to me and you know I try to let them know things that are going on because they know what's going on but they don't do any research because their life is very busy with family and things like that and I get it and they said to me they said quite honestly I'm I'm aware and and awakened to what is happening 
but not every little piece of it can I involve myself in. I just have mm-hmm. to live my life. And then whatever's mm-hmm. going to happen, hopefully I'm prepared. And if I'm not, mm-hmm. then I'm not. And yeah. I get it because they're able to live at peace with their yeah. family and their life and continue forward as if none of this is going on, even though they're mm-hmm. aware that it's going on. If that's the way they need to deal with it, then who am I to try to force them to deal with it any other way? So I get yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's actually, ideally, the way that we we approach the past, from my perspective, mm-hmm. is that we are aware, like we are, we we, we want to research to the point where you can see the whole agenda. You right. know that this is nothing to do with a pandemic, right? There's, you know, this is like so you can't because that's also then you don't hang by the hopes like are the mandates going to listen? Are they not? What's happening next? Right? Like, where can I? <laughs> you know, because because you're thinking this is going to be over if this is over, but that's it's just never going to be over. Right? Right? Exactly. But then also in that realization, we have to realize that there, if you're too much into research, you are there's never going to be an end of rabbit holes. There's never going to be an end in That's true. dive in and the depth of them. So the answers that you're looking for are not going to be found at the end of a rabbit hole. So at some point, we have to turn that inward and realize that what I'm seeking, what this life is all about, is not to unpack the next move in their evil agenda. But, but you can see, so now with this war happening and you can kind of clearly see that it's just another piece in their chest move and I, I found myself in a couple of days be like what's happening what's going on which is part of this agenda <laughs> that agenda and you know I got wrapped up for a few days and then I exactly just like, okay you guess what it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because I know it's all bullshit I know right. there's a bigger plan right so who cares and that's not where my power lies my power lies does is not at the bottom of this this one rabbit hole that's connected to a gazillion rabbit holes. And I was going to say this about power and we as the, um, I keep going back to the movie, um, the ants. Remember that Mm, a couple years back Mm -hmm. and the head criminal, if you will, said, if they ever realize their true power, all the little ants, they will come for us, you know? Yeah. And I think that's kind of, symbolic of what is happening right now we are just the little ants and we're not organized in our thoughts right now and Mm -hmm. in our actions quite honestly to bring bring us together we're still caught in this oh if your side and this it's not about sides because there really are no sides that Mm -hmm. is an illusion that those mm-hmm. yeah. in power want us to believe that there are sides. And they've been doing this for decades, centuries, maybe even thousands of years. You know, the Egypt's mm-hmm. uh, pharaohs and and their little ants and, you know, the slaves. And they made them build the stuff. And so mm-hmm. since the beginning of time, it's been them and us, them and mm-hmm. us. But then they try to make us feel like we need to be divided by so many variables be it skin color be it wages be it uh where you live like you live in the city and you live in the country the country mouse the city mouse i mean everything Mm -hmm. is is just so divided and i think once people get it that we're not 
divided and that we all just really want the same thing. We want to be left alone. We want to be mm-hmm. able to live our life the way we feel as long as we're not hurting other people. We want mm-hmm. to live a comfortable life so we don't have to be, you know, diving in dumpsters to eat. Um, we mm-hmm. don't want our neighbors to be, you know, less than what we feel would be normal, you know. So mm-hmm. I also feel like we are we culminate with people of like minds and not everyone has the same minds. And that is the thing that makes us, you know, it makes us different, but in a good way. I I hate when people say left and right. I've stopped using that. I don't do the Mm -hmm. leftist thing anymore. The far right. Again, that's labels. It's labeling people. It's, it's creating this illusion of division. So now it's like, well, what do we say? What do we call it? We don't, we don't call it anything. It just is what it is. And until we all get on pretty much the same page, nobody wants the nuclear war that they're threatening. Nobody Mm -hmm. wants to be destitute that they're threatening. No one wants to live in 1984. That is somewhat happening. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, what's the answer? Where do we go? You know? Yeah, and I think that that's exactly the more time we spend contemplating, like, what's the 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 answer and what's my role? Like, why? Right. What are my gifts, my talents, my passions, my my you know, what kind of lights me up? What brings me joy? What what breaks my heart? You know, to like. Because in there, kind of lies our path and our pursuit, and what we're here to to birth and here to change, you know. But we don't change it from within the structure that's here, because this whole structure, mm-hmm. this whole system, it's all set up perfectly. People are like, "Oh, the system's broken." I'm like, "Ah, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> it's working exactly as designed, right? Exactly as they so, planned it." Yeah, so it's really about, you know, and that's also my thing, you know, a lot of people like, I'm, you know, a freedom fighter, a freedom fighter. I'm like, great, but how about if you were just free? Right. And like, because you're actually by saying things like that and trying to take down the system and change the The word fighter, right? And fighter, exactly. That energy, that intention, the actions can actually look, look very similar, very the same. But it's very, it's the energy you're coming from. It's your intention. It's not acknowledging anybody to be an authority over you. Yes, there's certain things that I, you know, abide to. I've always been a rebel, uh, you know, at yeah, heart. Yeah, but, but like, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to go hurt people. Or I don't have like a that, boss. Right? No one tells me answer. what to do. Yeah, and I'm not going to answer to laws that aren't even laws. That, that are just ridiculous because and that's, unjust. That's, yeah. Well, even here, like you know, arrows on the grocery store, like which aisle to go, which way. Every time I go, the I opposite. do too. I go that the opposite just, direction. Yeah. Because that, <laughs> people that look at you like, something. "Are you crazy? You're supposed yeah. to go that way." No, you're the crazy one going that way. You know. Yeah. And I did the same but thing. Also, yeah, and at that point, it's just to be like, also, you know, if you do receive some projections and or find yourself judging. It's just a relief, an opportunity then to release that. Yes. You're walking that that on those arrows the opposite way as a free sovereign being, not as a as a 
you know, I'm the rebel, you guys are the sheep, <laughs> you know, because now you're playing into that division that they're looking to create. Exactly. So I've every, tried to soften that up. Going, I have. I really have tried to soften that yeah. part of, of thinking about it. And when it first started, I would walk up to people in the grocery store and say, oh, do you know where I could find? And I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, and then people would yeah. look at you like, oh, my God, you're standing right next to me. Oh, my God. And yeah, I felt so yeah. sorry for them because they had such fear in their eyes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I just wish I could hug you, you know. And yeah. yet they weren't ready for that. But then as time went on, um, mm-hmm. people started to say, hey, yeah, someone's talking to me. Yay. You know, mm-hmm. so it takes time. And it takes, like yeah. you were saying, people have to come to it in their own time. So mm-hmm. you can't force yeah, it. Yeah, and also, yeah, but then also realizing that, like, our actions do ripple, right? So, and yes. this whole idea that, like, self-censoring, because I see that that's the other side. You have people that see what's going on, but they just bite their tongue. They don't use their voice. They don't, they, you know, like, if, what am I going to do? I'm just going to rock the boat, and who am I to make a difference? And, you know, so that's I love the rocking the side. boat, quite honestly. I, I always yeah. have, always have. And yeah, I think a lot you know, of people, so though, are waiting for someone else to do it. Do you find that? Well, absolutely. And that's, and that's kind of part of it. Like, what am I, like, what difference will it really make if I say something or not? Like, that's not going to make a difference. So I'm just going to shut up. Right? Right. That, they're waiting. They're, they're just, you know, there's other people that are speaking out. Why do I need to? Right? Not realizing that this is, a, this is an initiation for their soul. Yes. Right? That yes. This is an, and, and. So if you're on that side, that's the initiation to to really own your voice and to to um, face the fear of rejection and abandonment. Yes, there right? it is. There it is. No so one wants it, to be it, rejected. Yeah, and this is a very primal. This is a very primal um, fear that we that. have. Like it's it's part of like our reptilian brain like i love that description of that that the the primal um yeah i I totally 100 i love that because it really is primal i feel like we're at the um precipice if you will i've heard that word used a few times and i was thinking what 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 precipice but now that i have thought about it for a few months i was like we really are at a precipice of the extinction of humankind Mm-hmm. Or going forward in a whole new way that we have maybe never experienced where people mm-hmm. actually come together and learn to live together and respect each other. And there are some yeah. people that don't really care either way. They're just like, whatever, I'm just doing my thing. Um, okay, yeah. if that works for but, you. you know. Yeah, but, but that, that's maybe they're not, they're, that's not their soul calling them. Like if you... And right. that's what I mean, the person that feels that like, ah, like this is just, I, I, I want to speak, but I don't. It's like that's the initiation of your soul that then embark on, right? right? And it's that fear of rejection and abandonment. That's actually your childhood wounds coming up for you to heal through this catalyst yeah. feeling the need to speak out of this moment, right? Well, because so as a kid, you're always told, shut up, be seen and not heard. Well, and it can be more. It can be literally deep, you know, like you, your father was never in your life. And, mm-hmm. you know, right. like it can, it can be really some, yeah. But the, I, I, And I do like to draw a difference between a limiting belief, you know, a limiting mm-hmm. belief being more like be seen, not heard kind of thing. 
and more of that kind of uh, uh, trauma being more maybe you're coming to, to your parent in distress and they're saying you should be seen not heard as opposed to you're just blah 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 and you're told you know what i mean so it's really right. very nuanced very very nuanced but if you're if you're um yeah in distress and you're you're not comforted and supported or you know that that will register as a trauma and that will paint everything that you do going forward until you get to kind of like heal that and release that right well you know i feel like there's um i guess the good part is that we are all different but we're all the same you know it's mm-hmm. that dichotomy yeah. of we're all going yeah. through the same experience but we're all experiencing it differently mm-hmm. so how can we identify the dark night of the soul an episode if you will because i think people can go through many through their lifetimes but mm-hmm. how can they identify that they're going through that versus say just a normal if it is normal depression episode like is there major differences that you feel people can relate to like oh this is something bigger than i've ever experienced or oh i'm just depressed again nothing's going right like what are the, some of the differences you think well i think that depression is your is the attempt of a dark night of the soul mm, that interesting it it's your because a depression is also it's also your soul trying to talk to you and say hey like i something's off okay that but we don't really have and that's unfortunately why a lot of people wait for this external pressure right to, to get to a point where we now have to look at ourselves so you feel it's a combination of smaller depression episodes that could but eventually I mean, lead could to the big yeah, event but, yeah because typically that i mean it, it could be right it could be and, uh-huh. and you know we, we can feel you know it's not to feel that i think that's another maybe a whole other episode in itself but this idea <laughs> that you know i got a feeling you'll be back be, sarah i think you'll yeah, be back i'll be like you know we should all be happy all the time like that's something we need to just kibosh because that's not life right? right and this illusion that we should never feel sad or struggle or frustrated or overwhelmed is actually what the culprit more than that we're not happy right so then we right. can get caught up in this this kind of um thinking that something's wrong with us when it's really just we just need to embrace the fact that we're human and human comes with a shit ton of stuff right right um so that can be depression just this like this this resistance to what is trying to emerge um resistance there's that word yeah like it, it's something right and but then we don't we're typically not self-aware enough to know what is where it's trying to direct us or what it's trying to reveal and we're we haven't and self-awareness part of that is realizing that we're not our emotions we're not our thoughts right that we just get so identified in, right? that we can't observe them we can't um, yeah. look at them as if it's just an event that's happening it's like we are it right and right. this is also where that higher perspective that i mentioned there's many higher perspectives that that this journey can give us when we embark on it and one is that like 
well, that whatever's was the, happening uh, too as it's happening for us like this even a depression like what is it that's wanting to come through here what is it that is wanting for waiting for me to be shown and do I have the courage to feel the discomfort to lean into it as opposed to um well you wasn't know, that I, the whole um premise of saint john of the cross um the spanish monk who in his poetry uh in particular the noche mm-hmm. oscura is that how they say it anyway his spiritual journey and he had a lot of hardships going on when he faced his union if you will with god mm-hmm. and so that that makes me think that what about the people who don't believe in God or have any connection with a higher power, if you will? Mm-hmm. Where can they begin to connect with their soul? Because I think sometimes I've struggled with this over the years, like many times. I am a person who thinks very scientifically and it's black mm-hmm. or it's white. It is or it isn't. It's proven or disproven scientifically. Um, mm-hmm. So I have always been forced being raised as a Catholic to believe in what your parents said and took you to church and blah, blah, blah. So I never even as a kid felt that connection. And I spoke about this in one of my other episodes where I'm going to do a whole episode on religion, just not there yet. So Mm -hmm. for those who struggle with the notion of a guy in the sky, a higher power, uh, something connecting us all, um, how can they begin to connect with their soul on a level that can bring them through such a time as a dark night? How do they do that? Well, yeah, I think that that's the initiation of a dark night of the soul, right? And part of that is also realizing that why we might not consider ourselves religious or spiritual or have, you know, very like nihilistic in our views. What is to realize, though, that you still believe in something. You yeah, you could be spiritual. I, I believe even, you could be spiritual. But even outside of that, but even outside of that, say that you don't believe in anything, but you're going to then... Totally agnostic, in right. pharmaceuticals. You're going to believe in, you know, that that's what's going to save us. You're going to believe in government. You're going to believe in climate change action. You're going to believe in all these other aspects mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. have put somewhat of a savior role, somewhat of um, a hero, or this idea that there's something bigger than you that you are getting behind. Well, and yeah, so you must have to believe in something it. in order to get out of bed every day. I, I well, always exactly. thought that, you know, in order for you yeah. to keep getting up, there's something that keeps waking you up, something you believe yeah. in to keep bringing you, you know, out of your cave every day you know yeah and whatever that is but i find personally that there are people who just can't really get behind it and i can identify with a lot of what they say because i have like i said been on both sides of that fence many times back and forth through life i'm thinking how did all this get here there must be some supreme being that put all this together and makes our body work Mm -hmm. like a computer until it doesn't and our brain think and communicate and analyze until it doesn't but what is the whole point of any of this since we all just die anyway 
That is my biggest question. What are we going through all this for if in the end we all just die anyway? Mm-hmm. So, well, and I think that that's the, the first part there is realizing like where where you have put your beliefs and then deciding where you want to put them. You know what I mean? Like, and part of that, like, I mean, quantum physics and stuff like that. Like, it's good. Like, spirit, like, physics and spirituality. Science. I love science. Yep. I I absolutely love science. So if that's, you know, your boat, then then for sure. Like, you know, if if there needs to be those kind of, like, quantum entanglement theory and all these Mm -hmm. really, really cool stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. there's stuff out there that can really blow your mind and open your mind in ways that, like, maybe they haven't been opened before. But part of that is also realizing, you know, like, why are we here? and Why are we going through all this? It's like, you have the freedom to choose whatever you want to think about that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like you can you can choose to believe it's all for nothing and we're all going to die and who gives a shit, you know? Uh, that That's one, like you have the freedom to choose that, but what makes you feel most... I just like, want to know why do we go through everything we go through just yeah. for one but day that, but, it's cut off and that's it. And I'm like, yeah. but but why? why? Why does it have to... Why can't we just keep on living like, and go on and on? Why do we have to just one day? And some people are just getting started and boom, it's over. Like what? Yeah. Say a two-year-old, you know, has a brain tumor. And like, what was yeah. their point of being here? What was it a lesson for their parents? Was it yeah. a, a soul that came into the wrong body at the wrong time? Like, so many well, that's, questions well, that's, so, so this is yeah i think there's a lot of questions but the beautiful thing there is that you can make it mean whatever you want you know what i mean like that's what i'm kind of trying to i just want to know like, the truth <laughs> i just want to yeah, know the reason but this, yeah but this is kind of where i guess you know if we could raise our consciousness to a point where we really stripped away absolutely everything that right with our condition maybe we we could see that truth as the capital truth where we just know that what that truth is but in this 3d body you know we and where i am at on my journey i still see truth a lot through my perception right Mm -hmm. so but the way i see that yeah it's it's that, that there's no wrong body like it's not like that say the two-year-old it's not like that was wrong that was what was supposed to happen because it happened you know like it's it's just this um but that's where i feel a lot of people have issues with god um you know amongst many others like war and famine and and disease and stuff and yes i agree a lot of what we go through maybe 98 percent of it is man-made you know, I believe a lot of diseases are man-made. Uh, whether someone chooses to agree with me or not, that's fine. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. That is my belief. That yeah, I believe we create our own destruction on a daily basis. But for a baby to come into this world uh, and not get to really be here to make an impact, or maybe their impact, we don't really know. Like I say, maybe it was on well, the parents exactly. or whatever, but... That's the that's what a lot of people have issues with, and I know that people say, 
well, if you don't believe in God, you're probably into Marxism and blah, blah, blah. And there's all those isms, you know? No, why mm -hmm. can't I just yeah. have questions? Without, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, without you throwing yeah. me into some group that I don't want to be in, you know? Like, what? Yeah. why can't I just be curious? And why can't I express that curiosity and expect to find an answer that is valid? One of my favorite yeah. classes in college was... Uh, uh, social, what's that? What? Uh, gosh, I can't think of a social. Social study? <laughs> no, that was high school. Uh, uh, yeah. oh, it's it's basically yeah. social something. It's basically how the world works. And um, we had the coolest professor. She would come in in her jeans and her biker jacket. And you know, it totally wasn't her, but that was day one. And she said, you know, a lot of things are about perception and how you view it and where you, you know, got your reasons for viewing it the way you did was all a combination of things that you were programmed to believe in coming up. And now here you are looking at me in jeans and whatever, but I could really be a suit wearing, you know, whatever outside of here. But you would never know that because you're seeing me in my leather jacket and so yeah, it really is about perception, but she said, there's a formula for um, truth and lies, and it looks mm -hmm. like a tic-tac-toe. So truth plus truth equals truth. Truth plus lie equals, uh, what was the third one on that one? And then lie plus lie equals lie. But there's something in the middle there, and I forgot that one, but... It's, it goes along with that perception thing. Truth will always be truth, no matter what. No matter even if you mm -hmm. put a lie with it, it's still going to come out to be true in the end anyway. And a lie will always be a lie. And the truth will expose that lie. So Well, exactly. And that's how I see it too, right? Like it's this, you know, if you look at it more like light and dark, like truth being light and dark being light, right? Right. And, and you can't make light dark really you know what i mean yes you can extinguish that that light mm -hmm. but that is very forceful right right but you can't just but you can't have darkness creep in on light but you can take you just need one light in a dark room to light it up right, right. it's that one candle thing right yeah exact truth is just way more potent of a frequency and when we also realize that there's this scale of consciousness a scale of frequencies of different vibrations that they vibrate at they have different speeds and lies are very dense they're very dense and truth is a very high frequency so it just it just can't exist in the same realm right so that's why you need this this propaganda and the the, the brainwashing and the conditioning and all the subliminal bullshit on tv and radio and everywhere yes um, and they actually made propaganda legal, wasn't that under the Obama administration? Where oh, I'm sure they passed a law to make it legal. <laughs> you know that it was done it way before that, even if it wasn't right, legal. right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I feel like yeah. a lot of this has been coming on for so long, and I I don't care what people think about Trump and his administration. I don't care what they feel he's done or not done or could have done or would have done. Mm -hmm. I feel like at the very least, 
And he did do a lot of good, and I'll, I'll defend that to the end of mm-hmm. my days. He did do a lot of good for the country. But beyond that, I feel like he woke a lot of people up that were sleeping and enjoying their slumber, and life is mm-hmm. good as long as I got my rent paid and food on the table. Don't mess it up, you know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he enlightened a lot of people to what's really been going on. So he he ignited that light, that candle, that fire, and now well, and also it's a, a movement. Yeah, a lot of people on their inside too—the people that were really, really triggered by him. Right? Oh, absolutely. That, you know, like, and he was—that was part of his role—was to bring that to the surface so we could heal it, right? Yeah. Like, what is? You know, like that kind of, and and really like personal. Right now, we're triggering America. lots of people listening. I'm sure. Yeah, but and like it's okay. It's going to be all America right. In this, in this, you know, very like, you know, nar- narcissistic in the sense of like me. I did that. I'm the best. You know, very yeah. successful. Very much money. Very yes. like boasty. So that is a that's a deep a shadow uh, right. of of America, right? So um, that brings up, you know, the people then that, you know, typically be on the, the left that's really like disowned a lot of that, right? Right. That really feels like there's a lot of shame, a lot of like they're not proud, proud to be American because of this, right? Right. Those kind of traits. So, yeah, no, it, 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 and, and I think that that's just it. If we can arrive at a place, whether it be the two-year-old or a Trump, you know, like with, with the tumor or whatever, right? Like this kind of right. place where we can just see that like everything does serve a purpose. And yeah, that two year old might not, you know, leave a huge, you know, uh, legacy in terms of the, you know, something tangible, but the legacy that that child left on their parents and those around them. And yes, it might be sorrow, it might be grief, but who's to say that that's not what they need to go to to get on their path? Oh my God, I just child. had an epiphany when you said that, Sarah. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, I totally got it now. What yeah. What I considered like to be something horrible and tragic and the two-year-old and the tumor and the whatever and and then the outcome on the people around the two-year-old and what they where the direction that sends them in that happened to me i just had that epiphany uh Mm -hmm. losing this close let's say family member five Mm -hmm. years ago um and and it caused me to crash and burn because they were young and they had so much life ahead of them and i tried to save them from themselves and so when i couldn't save them from themselves some of it had to do with their own behavior and some of it was physical uh, Mm -hmm. ailment. So when I couldn't save them and they passed anyway, my whole life hit the ground, like I said, and Mm -hmm. I didn't want to get up. I just, Mm -hmm. I I almost couldn't get up. I had people in my life saying, you need to come stay with me till you can get through this, blah, 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 you know. But I was like, no, I actually need to just be alone. I need to be alone yeah. in my misery and, and, and suffer. And I did something to bring this on. So I was going into a really dark, dark mm-hmm. place, like where I didn't want to live anymore. I was that dark. And mm-hmm. I don't know what kept me going other than one other individual in my life. And if that other person wasn't here on this earth, I really don't think I could have lived one minute 
longer. And that's the honest Mm -hmm. truth. And I've never felt like that about anyone or anything in my life that I just kept on going through life, you know, and whatever happens, happens. And yeah, I've lost people that I loved and whatever. But when this particular person left, I couldn't make sense of anything anymore. So like you said, what does that person do when that two-year-old is gone? What direction are they going in? Um, That happened to me. So here I am, you know, like I took all of the information of a lifetime of learning and I brought it forth into what I like mm-hmm. to call a truth cast because I just want to share truth with people. I mean, yeah. some people will reject it. Some people will think, oh, she's crazy, you know, whatever. But it's my truth. And isn't that all that really matters is your truth? Like if you believe it, you believe it. And whatever brought you to that moment of believing it, there you are. You know? Yeah. Thank you for that. that like, Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, you're oh so my welcome. God. Because there's also, yeah, there's this notion, like when we suffer, right? Is this notion that we knew better than the universe, than God. Right. Than, you know, like that we, like I am the, because this is kind of like my little beef with, with <laughs> the, um, <laughs> kind of the new new age stuff right like you create your own reality and you know you're the creator you're creator yes yes and no yes you are absolutely we constantly manifest good or bad or whatever based on our perception our consciousness our intentions all that but we are also you're like i am not the ultimate creator of this plane i don't know i don't know your destiny i don't know your soul contract i don't know what you came right. here to do like and this when we are really deep in that suffering when we say this should not have happened this should and then we're just suffering so deeply we're essentially saying i know how the world should work and it's wrong right i agree and we have eight billion people on this planet coming back to ego full circle right yeah this idea that i know how this should have gone and this is wrong and this is also what i come back to here what's happening the last two years like who's to say this is wrong you know, with people that are you right. know, so frustrated with the lockdowns and all these things and mandatory. And I'm like, bring it. Bring it. This is clearly what we need as humanity to start to question things, to start to see things, to start to take our power back. Right. To become really sovereign and, and you know, the ultimate authority on our life. And this is what, this is that pressure cooker that society has now brought us so that we can come back to ourselves pressure cooker and, i love it great analogy yeah that is awesome and if we then think that this shouldn't be happening the way it is we will suffer greatly but that doesn't mean we can't use our voice to, to and to shine light on because this is like we wouldn't be where we are today either if we only relied on the mainstream news right like we need Correct. people to like show things <laughs> the way they Correct. see it and like this doesn't add up but we're not doing it from a place that this shouldn't be happening and this is wrong and I we need like we need to fix this from a place of like this kind of place and we can have we can have there's such a thing as sacred and righteous anger and it can motivate us but we want to be careful to not get stuck in there well do you feel like um, a lot of people are still in a bubble you know, meaning they don't really see what's going on around them, uh, and they probably never will at this point. If they're still in the bubble, 
now. Mm-hmm. After everything we've seen and experienced over the last mm-hmm. two years specifically, but 50 mm-hmm. years since the assassination of President Kennedy yeah. is when I feel like things really kicked into gear. Like really yeah. kicked into gear. And and we still were sleeping. We didn't really understand. We just thought, well, some crazy person, yeah. you know, killed our president. And that's really sad. Then we went back to sleep, you know, and then something else happens. Oh, that's really bad. But I think yeah. now if you are still in a bubble at this point, there's no saving you. There's no waking you up. There's no yeah, redemption, I do, right? I, I don't think that it's like will be too late for, you know, I think anyone can wake up at any point, but there is density of which there is to wake up from and the hypnosis of everything not just these you know this last two years but of everything that you don't want to look at the density of your shadow well Um, yeah yeah for sure because there's a dark side to it right a very dark side and i feel like there's spells break yeah for that to break that would it was going to become increasingly increasing harder to break out of it and i don't think that not everyone is meant to um, wake up and you know whether you know believe in ascension or not it's, it's a form of ascension even to break out of your own form of denser self right. right whether it's the collective ascension or you know whatever views are on that but right uh, even to, to do that not everyone's meant to do that in this lifetime and that's you know I feel like they'll be the cannon fodder right Sorry, cannon fodder? Fodder, you know, the cannon fodder. The ones Mm -hmm. who, either by choice or by ignorance, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, Mm -hmm. just their own lack of knowledge um, and their own resistance to Mm -hmm. wake up. So I feel like they are the cannon fodder in the war of our soul. You know, the war of our minds. I feel like we're really in a war of our minds. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, and it's it's our mind and and our soul, ultimately. (laughs) But the mind is the gateway to the soul. Because if you can control the mind, you can control the soul. And it's absolutely, you know, you know, I don't know how deep you've gone in your podcast, but, you know, out there. But this this part of of our life force (laughs) energy is is what they feed off of, right? Yes. And, and, the, I agree. The mind is just a way that they trap the soul. And now with these injections, I do feel that that is a very pivotal moment for your soul journey. I do too. I, I do feel like it's very much that if you make that choice, it's, you have more or less sold your soul. I feel like too. recently I've seen a lot of people, especially out in the cyber world, where they are now severely regretting that doing that to themselves and they're scared to death like oh my god what's inside of me you know they're freaking out you know as well they should freak out and you want to say hey look I was trying to tell you like a long time ago but you said I was crazy yeah (laughs) but in a way I don't want to be like that I that doesn't help the situation I really really am not trying to come off that way to anybody because I feel bad I feel sad that I couldn't get through to you in particular, whoever it was that I was trying to reach, you know, I feel bad because we know we're going to lose a lot of people over the next few years. We know this already. We know it's coming. And that's why the new narratives are coming out about 
I heard one yesterday where high protein in your diet messes with the male reproductive juice. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. so there's a narrative coming to why you can't get your woman pregnant, you know, so that's already yeah. starting. It's a little bit, they put that seed out there and there, yeah. there was, oh yeah. And high protein is leading to heart disease now. So there's that well, I saw narrative. daylight savings leads to heart disease. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that life. too. I was like, oh really? Who knew? Yeah. So why don't we just go back to not ever changing the clock? Yeah. Will that help? You know, which I always yeah. felt like changing the time was stupid anyway. We're not out there in the farm fields and need the daylight. And... No, it's, it's a, just a form <laughs> of control and to throw us off and that's where it's circadian rhythm. Yeah, for sure. Yes, just, I have found that yeah. I was sleeping in the last couple days. I'm just like, yeah. and I've had insomnia for about a year now. I think the most I get sleep at night is maybe five or six hours. Oh, wow. And then I'm yeah. exhausted through the day, but you know, you get yeah, through it course. and then you lay down and try to go to sleep, but now you're wide awake. And so I don't know what yeah. I'm going to do. And I refuse to take any pills of, of any kind. I'm more into yeah. a natural holistic type situation, the CBDs mm -hmm. with the THC, but I haven't even been doing that because yeah. I feel like I want to stay aware and I feel like oh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I feel like the THC CBD combination numbs you a little bit too much. Mm, see, I was thinking, wonder if there's something there for you. Cause I was thinking when you want to stay aware or in a way like that is something about sleep that doesn't feel safe for you to go into sleep. Maybe, you know, mm. because they say, you know, like the worst thing is to be woken up in the middle of the night with a bad phone call or, you know, and that did happen to me. I was uh, 19 and I had just moved in with my boyfriend and middle of the night in June, uh, my brother was 18 and I heard this banging on my door and it was like two in the morning. And mm -hmm. so, and I didn't have a phone yet because the phone company hadn't been out yet. They were due to come out like in two days to put the phone in. So my mm -hmm. sister was at my door, my older sister, pounding on the door saying, get dressed, Jay's in the hospital. And he was my brother, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is going on? So like you're in this daze and you're thinking, am I having a nightmare? Am I dreaming? What's happening? So then you go to the hospital and of course my brother didn't make it. He was at a graduation mm -hmm. party and things got a little out of control and somehow he winds up dead okay and we never yeah. heard the whole story of what happened there was a million stories but none of them collaborated right so that happened when i was 19 in the middle of the night and so i don't know maybe you know maybe there's yeah but i think it's just been well, this whole thing that. thank you mm -hmm. thank you he was my what buddy my best friend yeah well and that's the thing too like when we you know, speaking about, you know, like that, that you know, his soul journey and the, is part of it. And part of that is also not to bypass because that's what, what can happen too, right? When people get too right. spiritual, they don't, you know, they don't want to feel their feelings and, and deal with grief because they're spiritual. You right. know? Oh, I so went through a dark night then too. Like I'm saying, yeah, that might have been... Yeah one of well maybe my first experience with what that was but i didn't know what it was i was 19 i didn't know that because mm -hmm. i had built a memorial for him on my dresser and my mirror and pictures and mm -hmm. just like a lot of stuff his letters from his wrestling days a, a picture of his grave i mean i just went all out there mm -hmm. and i was with a, a new partner who eventually became the father of my kids and 
and he says, well, maybe you need to go to speak to somebody about it, you know? And so I did. I tried to see a counselor for a little while, and she just didn't get it. And I didn't know that yeah. there were specific counselors that would speak about grief or whatever. Just somebody local in the neighborhood yeah. went to see her. And I kept leaving there thinking, you haven't a clue what I'm going through. And of course, she couldn't because that was her profession. And yet yeah. she had never experienced it. So that leads me back to thinking, unless someone has gone through it, yeah they haven't a clue what you're talking about or what you're feeling and this journey that we're all on together now since we've all been through it together but have experienced it differently mm -hmm. i don't know you know like some of us are yeah. going to make it and some of us are not and that's it yeah yeah and i think that that's that's just it because like you know in the coaching industry it's, it's unregulated it's kind of like the wild wild west <laughs> yes <laughs> you know? it is uh, for sure but the beautiful part about it is that it is unregulated you know like you can just have a profound experience yourself and transformation yourself and you can be like hey i want to help other people do that and you can go mm -hmm. do it Right. So, so yeah. Uh, so they, I know, know that. Good and bad. With both, right? Both sides of that, right? Right. And I know that we're coming up on your uh, time frame here. We've got about mm -hmm. 10 minutes left, and you said you had to go. I'm going to keep you on time. Um, tell, tell our people here, the ones who are listening with us, what can they do to bring them through such a time as a dark night if they feel that they're going through this and uh you know what might help them get through it and maybe your coaching experience might mm -hmm. be a place where they can start to connect with you and start to understand and maybe you can help them yeah so what are I, some things I they could start to do yeah i typically say that the two C's are going to get you so far. And that is compassion and curiosity. Oh, I love it. Um, I love and that. And really that, that, you know, so like compassion for your suffering, you know, like, because sometimes it's this idea that we got to like reframe it, push through it, you know, get up. Now we're in that resistance place, right? As opposed to leaning into it. Okay. And that's where the curiosity comes in. What is this? Like what, you know, some, some self, lots of self-inquiry, just being with it, holding compassion for, for yourself, for your feeling. Yes, you're struggling. Okay. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. I am having a shitty day. Okay. That's, yes, I'm having a shitty day. I'm having a shitty month, whatever, you know, it right. is. And the, the, and the curiosity to these self-inquisitive kind of questions, you know, what is it right now that is, that is screaming at me that this is not. Um, where I want to be. This is not. What does it remind me of? of like a self-evaluation. Yeah, just becoming yeah. more, more, you know, curious about why you find yourself here. Because there's a reason you are where you are, mm -hmm. and it's not only the external circumstances. Yes, there can be like grieving, or you know, but I like that. Even different people grieve differently. The, the, we ha the very first part is realizing it's not the external circumstances that are causing us to feel anything. When I learned that no one can make you feel anything, it was like my mind just 
blue a gasket. <laughs> yeah. But it just it just shattered because that was in the middle of my more dark night of the soul, and I heard a talk about no one can make you feel anything because you know you have the same events, different people, experience completely different because you are responsible for what you're experiencing, and it just I just heard it at the right time, and it just really what it was profound. So when we can you know start to look at that that there's there's a meaning I'm making of this and this meaning when did it start it's pretty much everything you can trace back to childhood or significant sort of traumatic experiences through our adulthood where yeah those experiences they come out of nowhere yeah but but yeah, change exactly. your life ultimately change your life dramatically yeah. sometimes yeah, yeah those are the those yeah. are the times when you just kind of have to hold on for dear life and mm-hmm. and and get through it as best as you can and i always feel like you have to have a certain circle around you i love circles mm-hmm. circles have been and it's weird so i squares okay triangles okay whatever i've just always been into circles round tables yep. round whatever mm-hmm. i don't know what that means but if it has a circle in it i like it but surround yourself with people mm-hmm. who are a like-minded but have different Mm -hmm. views because we don't want to always see the same be the same hear the same we want some challenges even though we're like-minded challenge me on something you know have an opinion about something expanded right you want people around that you feel expanded around because they're challenging you that's a good word way that doesn't too much trigger you because yes well you don't want to run from our triggers but at some point, if all they do is trigger you, that can be yeah. quite toxic, and that's not challenging in the right way. But the Agreed. people that expand yep. you, where you leave a conversation with something that you're like, "Huh, that was interesting." What yeah, would you know? Let me, like, let me dig that, into that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So you want those kinds of people in your life, absolutely. And this is this is that part of that dark night of the soul too. It's like if the people around you aren't your people. That could be part of why you're in the dark. We call them your crew or your tribe around here. Like, you know, our tribe. And then um, I've recently said our crew, you know, since our theme is very dark and mysterious and kind of mob like mm-hmm. it's it's become our crew now so yeah I like wow that. Sarah yeah. this has really been enlightening and it has been interesting and time has just flown by yeah. so we're going to definitely <laughs> have to do it again and there's just so much we could have done on this topic that there's just not enough time in one episode mm-hmm. I would love to have you back sometime and maybe expand on this mm-hmm. or even go into some shadow work um yeah that is very much key yeah Uh, yeah shadow work i'm just now Mm -hmm. learning about the shadow side uh Mm -hmm. even though i tell myself yeah i know about that um there's just so Mm -hmm. much to know from from experts out there like yourself that have been doing this kind of work with people and i encourage Mm -hmm. anyone that has any questions Sarah, how can people reach out and find you? That's what I want to make sure that they know. How can they find you if they're saying, hey, I want to talk to her. Maybe she's got some answers or, you know, maybe they want to work with you. How can our audience find you? Yes, I think probably the best way where I'm most active is on Facebook. Okay. Um, Either my personal profile, I post the most there, which is just Sarah Hallberg. 
uh, hopefully I show up there. Uh, or I'm going to put a link up too stuff. on my, uh, oh, yeah. when I upload the episode, your, your link will definitely be there so people could click on it. But I just wondered Sorry. if there was anywhere besides say the Facebook or. Uh, I am also on Instagram, but my account is. Um, oh no! Shadow. It has it has some restrictions on it. You got shadow <laughs> banned. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. People can't tag me. I, I go against the community. Do you have an email? Well. Maybe you have an email you uh, can tell yeah. them. Yeah, we could. Sarah no H dot dot coach at gmail dot very good and I have that in mind so I'll go ahead and definitely share that with the audience as well Sarah it's been a pleasure today I'm going to let you get on uh, with the rest of your day we finished two minutes prior to what you asked and so yeah I really enjoyed it thank you so much it's been my pleasure and we will talk again really really soon you enjoy the rest of your week yes you too thank you bye 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 That was an amazing conversation with Miss Hallberg, Sarah Hallberg. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And we look forward to having her back on future episodes for sure. If you'd like to contact her, you can find her link in the description. So we've reached the end of my favorite part of the show, the quote of the day. As highly sensitive empaths, we are particularly prone to experiencing the dark night of the soul. The less defined our sense of self is, and the more toxic energy we take on from others, the more we are prone to losing touch with our souls. And that's by Alethea Luna in her book, Awakened Empath, The Ultimate Guide to Emotional, Psychological, and Spiritual Healing. As we come to the end of the show today, I hope I've enticed your mind just a little bit. Maybe you're asking yourself a few new questions or maybe found an answer to some. I'd love to hear your thoughts as to what you may have received out of the show today and what dark areas you'd like to explore here on future episodes. I look forward to diving deep into many more topics with you and dissecting many more fascinating human experiences. For more info, please check us out on our site. Again, it's tdsothc.com. And if you like what we're bringing you, consider supporting the show on patreon.com forward slash tdsothc. And as always, remember to hit that subscribe button on your way out so you'll get notified of new episodes. And remember, if today has you feeling anxious, confused, triggered, or even a little weary, take a moment right now to quiet your mind and just breathe. Let go of all your distractions. Embrace mindfulness. Focus your intentions on what you really want. Clarify and let go of that which no longer serves you. Remember your determination is your power and your peace to realize your true purpose as these brief but mindful moments can allow a new path to arise. So till next time, walk in the light on the dark side, right here where your vibe attracts your tribe.